Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ecom Think Tank. My name is Daniel Khan and today we're talking all about referral marketing. Uh, referral marketing, definitely something that works offline very successfully and over the years there have been some really cool tools that have come about to make it uh, the whole strategy work really well online and today we're going to be talking with Brad Cam who is the CEO of a really great referral marketing tool called Talkable. Um, and we're going to be talking with Brad all about how to actually set up a really good referral marketing campaign um, and how to measure the success of your referral marketing programs and um, just generally looking at how to really get the most out of these types of uh, marketing campaigns online. So Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah. Um, so maybe just to help us get started and give us some context, maybe give us a little overview of Talkable. Sure. So Talkable is a referral marketing software platform. And the way we see ourselves is we are marketing automation for the referral channel. Right. Uh, and at its core, what we're doing is we are making an existing customer base more valuable. So we work with e-commerce companies. They have an existing pool of customers. If they take those customers and get them to refer friends, they, get, they use existing customers to get them more customers and to get them more sales. So it's basically unlocking this value that your customer base already has. Right. So is, are there, um, like when, when, when people start these referral campaigns, do, are there different types of customers that, that you'd probably market uh, this program to or does it just get pushed out to everybody? So in an ideal world, you want all of your customers to see the program. Yeah. Uh, however, you may want them, you may want different segments of your customers yeah. uh, to see different versions of it. Right, because like I'm just assuming someone who's bought something three times versus someone who just bought their first, made their first order, they're probably different types of how likely they are to refer and talk positively about the brand, right? Absolutely. I mean, so we have some companies that uh, you know, when you've made your purchase, you actually haven't used the product yet, or maybe don't even have that much information about the product yet. Uh, so maybe it makes more sense. You're not quite ready to refer right after you purchase, uh, but you're ready to refer. Uh, after you receive your package. So right. we do a lot of things around uh, following the customer uh, through their entire journey yeah. and making sure that the, that a referral call to action is rolled into that entire sort of that entire you know, customer journey. Right. So is there, um, like when you create these programs, do, do you normally suggest creating different, uh, in, like entirely different programs for for different customer segments, or is that already getting a, a little bit further ahead of ourselves? That's a little bit. That's a little bit in the weeds. <laughs> for getting so the way that the best way to get started is yeah. Let's 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 get started. Tell us how to get started. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's getting no, no worries at all. So I th I would say that the you know the first step is uh, design your offer. Yeah. So that is what is the amount I want to give to the advocate. The advocate is the, the existing customer that refers somebody. Right. Uh, and what do we want to give to the friend? Right. And then under what conditions do we want to give it? And so I'll give you an example of what I would consider to be uh, a really well-structured program. Yeah. So we work with uh, Tom Shoes. Yeah. And the way it works is if I am an advocate and I share offers with friends, my friend will see an offer that says uh, get $20 off of your first purchase of $75 or more. And this was... Uh, very carefully crafted because the majority of items on their site uh, cost between 45 somewhere between 40 and 50 dollars right. so basically what this means is is that uh, the only customers that are eligible for the reward are those that are buying two pairs of shoes right 
uh, and then the advocate gets twenty dollars off. So right. we've got a lot of different dynamics going on there, but ultimately, what's happening is uh, we are delivering an offer that is between fifteen and thirty percent off uh, for the friend as that first purchase, yeah. and then we're giving the same amount to the advocate. Right. So there's a sense of I wouldn't say altruism, but there's a sense of fairness. So right. basically, neither the advocate or the friend uh, feels like they're in some sort of a competitive dynamic with one another. Right. Uh, instead, we're both benefiting equally. Right. So that's so that's actually a pretty cool idea. If 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 people listening didn't quite catch that, is that you're really uh, putting in a minimum order value that's going to be taking into account the actual payout of of the acquisition of of that new customer as well. And, and this is a lot of this is a lot of what we're doing, and this is a lot of this is a lot of the reason why you know you would need a marketing automation platform for this in the first place. Yeah, it's it's very it, it's 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 a, it's a serious process in order to get to what is the right answer. What is the right answer in terms of my advocate reward, in terms yeah. of my friend reward, and in terms of that minimum purchase amount. Yeah, the minimum purchase amount is critical because and we see this happen a lot. Like I would actually say that most referral programs we see uh, don't have this well structured. Such that they look at the referral channel and they're like, well, I got all these customers that were just there for discounts or that didn't spend much money. Uh, and that's, that's a very simple fix from right. our perspective. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds similar to how, uh, you know, we work with companies um, when we're looking to do uh, entry or exit overlays with an incentive. Um, because what we normally try and do is if we're going to give a discount, we usually put a minimum order value, which is usually slightly higher than their average order value. So at least they're giving away a percentage, but at least they know that the person's going to be ordering um, higher than the average order value. Um, so it's you know it's sort of win-win for everybody. Um, and I'm just one of the things I'm. I mean, I'm just looking at your site, and uh, you mentioned Tom's shoes. Uh, I noticed that you're working with some other really uh, you know pretty savvy brands, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to pronounce the name properly, but Bonobos, Bonobos, is that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I follow those guys, and 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 they've got some really, um, some really clever on-site and and off-site um, sort of strategies. Like, like, what are some of the other things that that these guys are doing that that really helps them get ahead with their referral programs? Um, is it is it you know the incentive that they're offering? Is it the way they're distributing uh, the 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 message? Is it how they're using the message across different channels? Like maybe they're promoting it in emails as well. Like what's what's making what yeah what's making their their, their campaign successful? Yeah, it's a really good question, and I would say that the core thing that that companies do that make your referral program really successful is run campaigns. And when I say, and, and this is, this sounds like a very simple idea, but it is the, it's the concept that we are running referral programs on a campaign schedule. So in the same way as you would think about email marketing campaigns, yeah. uh, you should be thinking about referral marketing campaigns. Right. If you put the same offer up on your site, get $10, give $10, and you just leave it there and it doesn't change for a year, right. uh, you know what's going to happen. This is what happens with you know, any marketing campaign. Is that over time you will uh, get less and less engagement? Right. So the key thing is creating new offers that are relevant to your customers, that are timely, that have deadlines, that drive, uh, that actually drive engagement. So I'll give you an example. About once a quarter, we recommend that companies run a promotional campaign, and one of the most common types 
uh, is a leaderboard. So basically it's a contest. Mm. Whoever refers the most people in a given time period uh, gets some sort of a special offer. And uh, typically something like, you know, maybe you'll get like, uh, I think uh, Pura Vida Bracelets, a company of ours, gives away a trip to Costa Rica. Mm. Uh, things like that. And you increase the offer incentive or you make the offer slightly different than it was before. Uh, and then you run this contest for, say, three weeks, four weeks. And what we see during that period is we see a massive spike in referral activity, sometimes two or three X what we saw the previous month. Yeah. Uh, and then we go back to our evergreen. Right. Then we the new campaign and we roll it into your promotional calendar. So, for example, if Valentine's Day is a very big purchase event for you or Mother's Day, we've got Mother's Day campaigns coming up those types of things, mm. uh, then we actually message the referral program around that event, mm. create urgency, get your customers to buy, refer right then, and then, and then get their friends to buy right then. Right. Wow. How you, that's, how you run, that's how you run referrals as a marketing channel. Wow, that's really cool. I, I never thought about it like that because, you know, you always see, you know, refer a friend, get $10 off, and it just sort of sits there at the top and... I think it's like one of those things that marketers, you know, they, they, they check off their checklist. Yep, we've done that and uh, let's move on to the next thing now. It's sitting on the website and I guess what you're saying is that it, it just needs constant attention in terms of like a promotional calendar. Um, yeah. And, and it, requires, it, it requires, this is the reason why it requires a platform because you need to be able to run these campaigns. You need to be able to run tests to find uh, the right offer amount. You need to be able to to show a lot of different types of creative uh, pop-ups, emails, all this other stuff to your customers, and you need to be able to do all of this uh, easily and seamlessly. Yeah, and right. It's something you couldn't do if if you needed to go to your developers and hard code every one of these changes all the time. It, it would just it would never happen. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, uh, just out of curiosity, because um, you clearly know what you're talking about with referral marketing and these programs, like how did you actually? get into all this and uh, into this area, I guess, of the digital marketing world? Well, at the time uh, when we launched, which was early 2011, there were no, there were no referral marketing platforms that we were aware of. Yeah. Uh, but what there was, was there was a couple of really big winners uh, using referral programs. So there was Dropbox, which basically yeah. uh, referrals as their growth engine. Yeah. And we were very, you know, we watched them very closely. And then we also saw Guilt Group uh, do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, both of these companies were doing this back in 2009, 2010. Yeah. Uh, basically fueled their growth as businesses. Yeah. And so what we said, and we saw that, is we said this is an emerging marketing channel that no one understands yet that can drive most, most of your revenue if you're a growing business. And so basically the hottest companies in the market are going to potentially be using this more than they would use Google or Facebook, for example, for acquisition. And that meant that there was just this massive opportunity that no one was looking at. Right. Do you, like, would you still say that's the case today? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, we have a company called, called Plastic, uh, which does, uh, they do um, like a digital credit card. Yeah. And I believe we're consistently 40% of their overall revenue. And for, for, for fast growing brands, cool products, uh, this is not uncommon. Right. And, and, and these are sales that are primarily new customers, saying we're right. driving forty percent of your sales off of almost new, almost exclusively new customers. Right. So, so, I, so if you look at it on a completed basis, yeah. So I get the I get the Dropbox and the Guilt Group um, 
uh, angle. I, I mean, I got my, my, my two gigabytes for free and, you know, got it up to six or seven <laughs> over time. Um, and I remember, you know, the whole daily deal, you know, uh, group buying sites, you know, growing their lists, like by doing that. Um, would you say that that approach and because, you know, when you say it, it should drive a big, you know, the larger portion of 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 um of of a company's like online marketing channels in terms of revenue would you say that's more applicable for some product types and some online uh shopping models than others or would you still say it's it it, it should apply for everybody you know it do, should do, apply, do you know what i mean yeah it should apply for everybody but i think what you're looking for is like where's the sweet spot yeah, because um, like I totally understand those companies and how they grew like that. But um, you know, take a company just selling, I don't know, cigars or um, just a, a a regular product like um, you know medical supplies or um, do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm just wondering if 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 that would still apply if 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 the majority of like revenue growth would still come from like a good referral program. So. The way to think about it is, is there a unique product or experience that you're sharing? Right. And, and those are the situations in which this is going to work the best. Yeah. So if you're selling something really commoditized, if you're selling like toilet paper and it's just, I have the cheapest toilet paper, no, that's not going to work very well for Right, false. right, right. But on the flip side, if you can create a completely like a novel shopping experience, online shopping experience, even if your products aren't that novel... Yeah, uh, you still see success. So what it really, what it's really about is, referrals are a proxy for how excited your customers are about your business. Right. So if your customers are not excited about your business, the referral channel is not going to work very well for you. Right. That's that that that's the reality. Yeah. But no matter what your product is, if they are excited about it, and we've seen you know some pretty bizarre stuff, uh, <laughs> you know, across all kinds of verticals, uh, and we're constantly surprised. And at the end of the day, what it what it's really about is they delighted their customers, and their customers want to share that. Right. So, can you share an example with us about something being bizarre? I'm trying to think of one that like that was really that was that was really surprising to us. Uh, we've seen really really good results with uh, some of these uh, mattress companies, uh, these cool mattress companies. Uh, there's like Helix Sleep. Uh, there's several others that are emerging, and what we thought initially, we were a little concerned that a product like a $1,000 product uh, was going to be difficult for referrals because it's not something, it's not a decision that you take lightly. Right. Uh, you know, you, you purchase it infrequently. And what we found was uh, the share rates were off the charts and revenue numbers were extremely strong. And what we learned is, is that the difference between where like what customers were getting in the market with their mattresses and what they could get was so massive yeah. uh, that this wound up just being a phenomenon. Wow. And we've we've seen this continually. Uh, mattresses is just one category that 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 pops up as being really you know really resonating with people lately. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I guess um, it's also another way for people to feel like they can you know share something kind of cool that they uncovered and they uh, they're like a bit of a what do they call them like a tastemaker. You know, yeah. like through social channels, hey, check out this mattress that I just bought and it's really cool and it's like got all this new tech stuff associated to it and it sort of com pl plays into that kind of nicely as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Wow, interesting. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of sites do have these, you know, refer a friend type campaigns, but uh, what you're saying really does make a lot of sense in terms of really making it work much harder than just what everybody else is doing. Um, another question I had for you was, uh, there's another, and I don't normally uh, talk about, you know, your platform and other platforms, and but I'm just curious, uh, there's another platform that I came across called Referral Candy. And um, I'm just wondering, um, like the way they charge for their platform was really based on um, revenue generated from the referral income that was made. And is I'm just wondering how you guys charge for your platform and what sort of metric it's based on, if it's yeah. different. Yeah, it's very different. So we are, we're a subscription model. Right. We, we don't take a percentage of sales that we generate. Uh, we are selling software. So companies right. pay us, companies pay, pay us uh, to use our software. And then the way that, uh, the way that kind of the pricing works going up is around service we provide. Right. So it's basically, so you get a software license. If you want our team to be a dedicated resource helping you strategize, that's going to cost more. Right. So there's a bunch of bolt-ons that you can offer like to make the campaign, like to create different campaigns and know how to do it properly and successfully, all that sort of stuff. Exactly. Right. But it's not about features. So you get access to all the features. Yeah. Uh, the question is really uh, the labor. So are you using our team's labor or are you doing it yourself? And we have a lot of companies that are going in and doing everything themselves. And then we have, you know, companies that are doing, you know, some things themselves and relying on our team to do some things and kind of all the way, all the way across that, that spectrum. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause I thought taking a percentage of the revenue, I thought that was a bit cheeky. Um, we, we, we played with models like that before. And yeah. one of the things that we found uh, is that it kind of, cr it creates this sort of weirdly adversarial relationship because one of the things that we're doing as a business is we're evangelizing the referral channel. Like we want companies to be uh, spending more in this channel, to be uh, building out this channel in new ways. Yeah. We set up a situation where every single time we advocate for you to do something more, we get paid more. Uh, it created this uh, this kind of awkward conversation, right? Where, where we weren't able to be, we weren't, right? We we weren't perceived as a non-biased voice advising right. everyone. And yeah. the moment switched our, our, our structure to a subscription model, that went away. Right. And, and now we became confidants and allies in a way that, that we want. <laughs> That's cool, man. Good for you guys. Because um, there's so much of that in, in, in the digital marketing space. Um, sure. Yeah. The ad world has, has all kinds of messy things about it, yeah. and we're not tech. Right. Uh, we're, we're, we're marketing tech. Right. And just another question. Um, you know, when we talk about you know, offering incentives, um, do you see uh, a difference in performance when, when someone offers a percentage off versus like a dollar off type offer? Is there a clear cut difference? Dollars are better. Dollars are better? Dollars are better. There you go, folks. Brad Cam <laughs> from Talkable just told us dollars. And, and like how much better? Like do they, you know, much better, 20% better, or is it just case by case but generally it, it's, it's case by it's case by case but we get to i mean you know we'll typically see you know performance you know be 15% better 20% better 
uh, if we do dollars. Yeah. And, and this is something really fundamental about the way that you market offers to your customers, yeah. uh, which is that the thing that they that you need to do, so you have about one-tenth of a second of their attention when right. you're proposing uh, a referral offer to them. Yeah. And the most important thing you need to make sure is that they understand the value of the offer, mm. no math. The moment you, you the moment you ask them to do math, right. then they decide, you know what, I don't want to do that math right now, and they click away. Right. And and this this speaks to percentages. It speaks to offering points. So a lot of companies want to offer points and roll the referral program into their loyalty program. Right. And when you show somebody an equivalent, you know, ten dollars worth of points versus ten dollars, the ten dollars performs two or three times better than points. Right. Like, Points just cause a, a just a, a collapse in conversions. Right, right. And the reason why we think this is is because the customer has to spend all this extra energy evaluating whether or not this is worthwhile. Right. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, money's money, right? It's yeah. No one has to tell you what five bucks is or $10 is. It's, it is what it is. Um, this. I mean, I think marketers have been skittish about this for a while. Uh, and and I would say that, that that feeling is a little bit misplaced. Mm. You know, embrace it. This is what your customers want, right? And and in terms of um, the performance through different channels, like sharing it um, via email or sharing it via via social media, is there are there different channels that this goes out to that that? Sorry, let me rephrase the question. Would different channels perform differently? Um, uh, if, uh, like in terms of the success of these campaigns, um, yeah, yeah. E- email is far is by far the best channel, right? And I mean, to the tune of eighty to ninety percent of overall referral sales for most businesses. And, and the reason why this is also speaks to at its core what's happening inside the referral channel, which is it's not about me telling forty people; yeah. it's about me communicating to a very small group of people who I think actually would care about this this product because I mm. understand something about who they are and what they like and what they want to buy mm. and I convince them to buy. Right. So Facebook posts just going out on your wall not directed at anyone, you're going to get some sales that way, but it's not what's going to be driving most of your revenue because right. that's not fundamentally that is not the dynamic that that's causing a referral to be successful. Right. Interesting. And and just finally, um, just trying to understand how the measurement, like how the reporting kind of works around this. Obviously, it's, you know, we're reporting when a new person comes and buys something. But, um, you know, when you look at, say, for example, Google Analytics, it, it probably doesn't really tell you the full picture no. um, because it's all based on last click report. It's like, so how, how do you guys try and present the, the metric of success and the, the success in general of, of these programs? So the key metrics that we look at are talkable percentage uh, contribution to revenue. So what percentage of your overall revenue were we? And number of new customers that you acquired through our channel. Right. And the way that we do our attribution is, so we've got, we've got coupon codes that are going out. So if you use a talkable coupon code, uh, we know that we generated that sale. Or if you clicked on our link, went through to the site, didn't use our coupon code but still made a purchase, mm-hmm. uh, we attribute that sale as well. And what happens in a lot of cases uh, is that we're dealing with competing coupon offers. So somebody has another, so most carts only accept one coupon code yeah. and found a better coupon code or an equal coupon code 
to the referral program coupon code, use that one instead. Right. So those are the main cases. Right. Uh, where we would attribute a sale, and, and Google Analytics, based on last click, wouldn't necessarily uh, pick up pick up some of those scenarios. Okay. And um, just finally, uh, just just out of totally total curiosity again, like where where do you see this space heading around referral programs over the next couple of years for like online retailers and e-commerce companies? Is there um, you know, new feet, new ideas, or new strategies, or new like uh, uh, anything yeah, sure. around the referral space? So I think the biggest thing that's coming in the referral space is expansion of its purpose. So right now, it's primarily being used uh, to get new customers, mm. and I think what's gonna what's starting to happen already, and what's going to be happening a lot more, is that we use the referral channel to get repeat purchases as well. Right. And the way that we do this is through like group buying type campaigns right. where if, if – so me and you are both customers and if we both buy within a certain period of time, then we both get a discount. So we're basically simulating the experience of going to the mall and shopping with our friend uh, right. online. Right. And, and, and all of that sort of stuff can be done inside of you know a referral marketing platform like ours. Mm. Not being done that much right now. Most companies think of referrals as a way to get new customers, not right. a way to get metal purchases. Right. And I think over the next couple of years, as you know, ad platforms continue to get more and more expensive and people look to new places to spend marketing dollars, yeah. they're going to look at giving out more and more coupon codes to the referral channel, which is the same thing as marketing spend, basically, mm. Mm. Uh, in, order to get new, in order to get existing customers to, re, to repurchase too. So right. that's... That's the area of expansion where referrals almost starts to eat away at loyalty. Interesting. Brad, very interesting perspective. Um, so basically you're saying, um, you know, instead of trying to get one person to buy again, you're trying to encourage them to invite a group of people to do the same thing at the same time. Wow. That's an interesting way of looking at it. And, and you guys are working on, on stuff like that at the moment for, for Talkable? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, and, and it, it's the issue right now is a psychological issue. It's not a there's right. no, it's not a technical issue. Right. Uh, these things are actually pretty easy to do, and we've done we've done some you know some various testing around it. So right right now, what we're doing uh, is we're we're trying different campaign types in order to figure out what the structure is that's going to get us the most sales, and the, the types of levers that we're talking about are like you know what's the time frame. So like mm. for example, we do a campaign that says so both of us need to buy within say two weeks versus one week. Like what's what, how do we set up so we kind of nail what best practices are right. for existing customer referrals, Right, which is kind of a new phenomenon. Cool. Now, and just finally as well, um, it'd be really good, maybe if you could share with me uh, offline and I can publish them uh, in the post, um, any case studies or, or um, you know, before we were talking about, um, what was the company? Oh, we were talking about Tom Shoes. Uh, if there's uh, any any material there that you know you're able to share with us that I can I can I can post in the in, in the po in the blog uh, post. Um, so if people are listening, uh, they could they could sort of look at some visuals as well. Uh, that'd be really helpful as well. And um, yeah, if, if if anyone wants to reach Talkable, go to their website. They've got heaps of information. And um, what's the best way to get in touch with you guys? Fill Just, out a. Fill, fill, out, fill out that little three uh, that little three uh, three three line form, 
and we'll be in touch in less than 24 hours. Awesome. Brad, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Daniel. All right. See you. Take care. Take care.